Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Tony Khan's voice of reason, Scott, as well as our latest addition to the podcast. He's the man of many numbers, the anonymous jackal, John the Statman. We are coming to you from above the ring, Shippen Studios premier wrestling podcast, covering all things from AEW to WWE Worldwide, coming to you Monday morning, Turner Tide. Guys, it's 2023. It's the new year. We are here together again. Unfortunately, we're going to start this one off very somber is the word. Yes. Somber. Um, at this point, if you haven't heard, you you live under a rock. Um, one half of the probably the greatest tag team to be out and to never sign with WWE, Jay Briscoe, died in a car accident with his two daughters being critically injured and both being in the hospital. Um, yeah, I think... Everyone is still absolutely shocked. I think even now, when we bring it up, again, no words. Sucks. Yeah, that's probably the best word for it. It's just, man, here I am just watching NXT. Everything's going well. And then you just start seeing things start to sprinkle online. And I'm just like, no. There's no way. And then more and more people than the trusted sources that I that I see on there start talking about it. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's 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 devastating to everybody, uh, especially his family. Um, it's just uh, sucks. Like you said, just sucks. Oh, yeah, it's a horrible story. I mean, he was Jay. Jay was just doing. He, he was just doing a very simple task, too, uh, when this had happened. He was taking... Uh, so well, the Briscoes live in uh, rural Delaware. And I, I know, like, Delaware is, you know, obviously in the Northeast. But I think what maybe some people don't know is Del there's not a lot in Delaware. There's a lot of... For a Northeastern state, I mean, there's a lot of, like country in in that state and i mean these the briscoes like they all lived on this farm together i believe you know in uh that's what mainly what he was doing outside of wrestling was was upkeeping you know this land that his, him and his family lived on so he was just doing the very simple thing of driving his daughters to cheerleading practice and they were on some two-lane road you know, at night in, in uh, rural Delaware. And this woman coming was driving in the uh, was driving in the wrong lane and just hit him dead on. And, you know, him, you know, Jay wasn't wearing his seatbelt. First off. And I mean, and the his daughters were critically injured still at this time, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to get any explanation from the woman that. Uh, the woman that did it, because she's dead too. Uh, so it, it's a horrible story, and you, you, we still don't know the reason why she did either. Whether she, whether she was uh, intoxicated or if she was falling asleep at the wheel or texting while driving, it, it, it we don't know yet. But uh, still, a terrible story. Yeah, right now I know that. Um... There is a there's a fun page and I don't have it. Maybe we can post it when we do this um 
we do post the podcast, we can have the link. So if you do want to contribute, if you haven't already done so, um, and also kudos to his wife who, again, loses her husband, but now has to be there for both of her daughters. Yeah. Who have serious problems at the moment. Yep. So, yeah. yeah uh, we will talk a little bit more about uh, this a little later on in the show pertaining to the reaction from AEW and uh, Warner Discovery. I think if you guys kind of want to end this on a more positive note, talking about Jay Briscoe, maybe could probably quickly share uh, like the times that you probably saw the Briscoes. I, I can think of a couple myself, but I didn't know if you guys had any different ones. Um, honestly, I think... Every time I've seen the Briscoes has been with you, John. We've been to a couple of Ring of Honor shows, you know, including the one where they wrestled FTR last year. Yep. Which and now you mm-hmm. think about it, it's really yeah. some of the best matches of probably the they'll be top five in the decade by the by the end of the twenties. So any one of those three matches with FTR last year would uh, probably be match of the year content uh, worthy. Hmm. Any one of them. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. So I think Sam, one of the times we saw them was that, uh, that joint show with ring of honor and uh, new Japan. I think we saw them. I don't remember who they wrestled. Uh, at the time but i think that was the first time i had heard of the briscoes and i i was like wait who are these guys you know they you know and and i i'm not saying this in a rude or you know uh, mean way but i'm like these guys they looked they had a look to them you know i think a lot of the wrestlers we see nowadays kind of have this clean perfect look to them clean you know, look to them. The Briscoes didn't have that, and uh, it worked. And I think they were probably the most notable tag team. You know, for uh, almost twenty years, these guys were together. The most notable tag team, like, but I mean, probably besides the the Bucks. But I mean, the uh, outside of WWE. I, a team who's never been signed with them, they are probably one of the best and most notable tag teams out there. Agreed. I agree. Yeah, definitely. And then and then we were able to see them at the uh one of the Ring of Honor pay per views last year. Mm-hmm. Uh and I believe it was they main evented uh with FTR, the two out of three falls match. And yeah, I mean these these guys were excellent together. And I believe Jay Jay even won the uh, I mean, this was pre Tony Khan days, but he won the Ring of Honor World Title yep. a couple of times. Yep, yep. Uh, which is cool. Um, yeah, so I, I I've seen nothing but uh, decent memories, you know, g- good memories in the ring from uh, uh, a lot of people. Yeah, so it, they're going to be remembered in a. Uh, well, Jay, well, I mean, I'm sure Mark will probably not continue right away, obviously, for uh, right. for the obvious reasons. But, you mm-hmm. know, he, I'm sure he'll wrestle again, possibly at some point or whenever. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, I've seen some people, yeah, I mean, the thing right now, and I don't know, again, we got to wait. I wouldn't even be surprised if they just put, they are the Ring of Honor tag champions right now. Right. So, I mean, yeah, they're probably not even thinking about those, you know, both the company and the and Mark. They're probably not even, so whatever they do, they'll make that decision when the time comes. But makes you, you makes you wonder if they'll do some type of like memorial tag team tournament to crown the next you know ROH tag champs. Maybe it maybe maybe aim that towards the next ROH only pay per view. Maybe I think that would be nice. Dedicate something to Jay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they filmed. We're going to talk about. I think we're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah, uh, they did film something. Yeah, we will. We will have a discussion about that uh, shortly. Uh, in the meantime, John, did you have a stat about the Briscoes or Jay that you would pulled up? I do, and uh, I was looking to see. You know, Ring of Honor being the the big one. I think that the Briscoes were known for, but uh, given that they were you know, never in WWE, I was trying to find out, well, what, what promotions, uh, did they, did they set foot in and possibly win titles for? So they, the brisk as, as a tag team, the Briscoes were able to win, um, the tag team championship for 15 different wrestling promotions. They won the tag team titles for, All right. So they they obviously left their mark as a tag team uh, in a a lot of different promotions. Mm. But I thought that was a neat fact. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think uh, one of them, this House of Glory Wrestling, put out a decent tribute video that uh, that I shared on that I was able to share on Twitter, which was nice. And that was one of the that was one of the promotions where they they won the tag team titles once. Yeah, I also I do want to mention, and it sucks that this is how this had to happen. But obviously, people in AEW they had Jay Briscoe bands on during the taping of Dynamite and Rampage. Even WWE guys had the yep. it on. Michael Cole, you said I think mentioned it on SmackDown. Yep, and they also mentioned it on NXT, like right as the news broke too. So I thought that was real classy. Yes, um, won't be forgotten. Uh, nope. We'll we're gonna be keeping an up- update on all of this because there's still. I don't want to say there's not closure, but I feel like there's still a lot of pieces to this between his daughters, between what's gonna happen with everything else. Um, we're gonna be keeping an eye on this as the rest of the internet wrestling community was going to be doing so. Uh, moving on from that, we we do have a, a jam-packed episode. We got some crazy, other crazy stuff to talk about. Um, that being the most upsetting one. But we have some wild... In the words of Doc Brown from Back to the Future, you're going to see some serious shit. But first and foremost, I do want to mention that we do have... Our results will not be taking place on this episode. We now have a YouTube show. If you haven't already seen it, it's called ATR Power Slam. We give you all of our wrestling results from the past week 
in less than 15 minutes. Check it out. It's worth a listen. Also as well, I've been covering New Japan Pro Wrestling with Ethan for Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. We will be covering Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. He has been supplying us the results and expect in the future some more New Japan and maybe some other Japanese promotion results as well. A lot going on. Again, crazy shit. Uh, Tonight, as of this podcast drops, Raw is 30. We're going to be talking about this shortly. The 28th, it's time. The road is here. Royal Rumble weekend. We do have our pre-show that we will be recording and dropping beforehand. And at some point, you'll get a post-show. Working on the details on that. (laughs) Um, On the 4th, we have WWE Vengeance Day for NXT. Stardom Supreme Fight 2023. And on the 5th, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling's new begin at In Sapporo and then Triple A's Ray DeRays. So we're on the road to WrestleMania very shortly. Also, I want to mention the night before the Super Bowl, NWA is holding their Nuff Said pay-per-view. I lucked out because it's in Tampa. And guess who got tickets? ATR will be representing the NWA. That's be fun. If you're going to be there, let me know. Love to meet you. If you're watching, look look for the I don't know the Hawaiian shirt backwards hat, five foot two, you know individual. But you're not going to see me if I'm behind the tall people. So tonight we have Raw is thirty, nineteen ninety three. Like if I'm not mistaken, it is the longest. Or one of the longest... What's the stat on Raw? It's like one of the longest running shows on prime time or something like that. I believe it currently... Raw is first and SmackDown is second. They're the two longest running episodic episodic television shows in history. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't... Yeah, you take out the prime time shows. You take out the talk show, You know, the nightly shows. Yeah. Yeah. 30 yep. years... It's insane. And I, and I, when I first saw this like months ago, when they first started talking about it, when they, <laughs> the first thing you see is raw is triple X. I'm just like, um, well, I wait. just actually found an interesting fact about that. So apparently the triple X is supposed to be the Roman numerals. So it's supposed to be raw yeah. is 30. Right. No, I, I mean, that, I didn't that think... is, yeah, that makes sense. But it's when you I, first saw it, I was like, wait, what? Well, <laughs> No, that's exactly. <laughs> I was exa- exactly. Why I was confused because now I see it. I'm like, oh, Raw is thirty. Yeah. Okay. At first, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, all right, they're bleeping out War, which I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I thought that's what they were doing, is they were censoring the word War because that's not a word that you know under the McMahon uh, <laughs> regime that they like to use on television. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, you know, I live, I live on, I live on Twitter for AT, ATR, and sometimes it's you see the worst of things. And unfortunately, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was just like, "What is going on right now?" And then I was like, "Oh, they're turning 30. Oh, okay, clever. I see you, Triple H." Well, I, <laughs> it yeah, it was clever. I mean, I knew. I'm like 30. I'm like. Not that it's the PG era anymore, but imagine if this was like seven years ago. It's like Raw's Triple X. You're like, somebody 
around our age would have been like, are we going back to the attitude era? What's going on here? I mean, that's not dude, they're not gonna allow that. I mean, like this I mean, episode's not gonna be TV fourteen. No, it'll be uh, whatever the one above that is. I don't even know what it is. if there is one above that. <laughs> TVMA. <laughs> yeah. Um, mature audiences only. Yeah, I know there's a bunch of older talent. Obviously, like they like to do, they bring back the one that gets me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. And Scott, again, you've been watching wrestling way longer than I have. <laughs> um. That we're we, we have Hulk Hogan come on for Raw is thirty. Yep. I always I I find it fascinating. Nothing again. No problems with Hulk Hogan, but I think Raw. I never think Hogan because if I'm not mistaken, by the time that he, by the time Raw happened, he was already out the door. If not getting ready to leave WWE, so I don't think Raw. I don't think Hogan with Raw. And even still, if I'm not mistaken, was he not? He was on SmackDown when he came back after WCW. He was mostly on SmackDown. Yeah, I was actually just watching a a thing about because recently Twitter's been all about like Hollywood Rock and all this other stuff, and they were talking about um, some of his promos. And one of his promos he was talking about where he referenced um, WrestleMania when he and, and Hogan wrestled. And how he talked about Hogan wasn't at Raw, he was on SmackDown. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He was primarily on SmackDown once he came back to WWE. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm, I'm very curious. I hope my DVR is set so I can watch it. It'll be interesting. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, so many other TV shows go through name changes and whatnot and vince mcmahon i mean there's even talks at one point they want to get rid of what survivor series but raw raw is just it's a staple in western civilization right now with television (laughs) like pop culture when you talk wrestling it's and again even when we were younger again we didn't have cable so we could only watch smackdown right but raw the again john john knows the Union Underground theme, the opening of that. I didn't have cable, but when I had Raw to the game, and then that was the opening of the game, that felt like I'm like, that's the show I want to be watching. Yeah. You know, that's that's raw. So um, yeah, hopefully that's good. I know Scott will be covering it per usual. Uh, we're gonna quickly hop back to the Jay briscoe uh situation because this had happened on tuesday night and tony khan and aw wanted to record a or do a tribute episode to jay um john i'll let you take over on this one because i know your thoughts are strong here yes so (laughs) the briscoes have been you know we we saw with the matches that they were having with FTR, these were on Ring of Honor exclusive pay-per-views. Like they were not being, they were not appearing on episodes of Dynamite or Rampage during the uh, build-up to any of these matches. And we had found out that the reasons for that, you know, this is long before uh, Jay's passing, was they were being kept off television by Warner Brothers and Discovery because of a uh, tweet that Jay put out. I have never seen this tweet. I don't remember 
when he put it out, but I know it was uh, something pretty homophobic, something pretty uh, bad to that to that community, the, like the gay community and all that. And so they weren't appearing on television for that reason. And from what I've heard, you know, it was probably an ignorant and stupid thing to say. You know, uh, I'd have to see it for myself. Uh, but from what I heard, he was pretty apologetic about it. And um, I don't think this is a reason to keep the, keep the guys off of television. So now, unfortunately, he was killed Tuesday night. So I was thinking to myself... Okay, they have to mention the Briscoes now. You know, the the guy just died. Like, I don't care. Don't care what he did. And what we got was they briefly, they, they saw a brief, uh, you know, in memory of for him at the beginning of Dynamite. And I know the wrestlers were wearing, like, uh, armbands and, you know, stuff to uh, honor him. But... Nothing was done on live television. Uh, and this, this pisses me off because they... Because literally right after Dynamite, they have this stupid power slap show that Dana White put together where it's just these meatheads and these women too there's women on the show too so i'm not excluding them either it's just them just standing still taking turns slapping the shit out of one another and literally dana white just got in trouble for slapping his wife and his wife slapping him back and you just have this show where people just intentionally brain damage one another <laughs> But you can't have a tribute show for a man who got killed in a car accident taking his kids to cheerleading practice. So I, I honestly think that the these executives at TBS and TNT and all that uh, should... I think they should be ashamed of themselves for... It's not in the hands of Tony Khan because Tony Khan and AEW, they have to appeal to the network mm -hmm. that they're on. So it's not their fault. But they should have they should have done something for them, especially after the terrible thing that happened Tuesday night. So what do you guys feel about that about that situation? I agree with that a hundred percent. There's just <clears throat> there are people on TV who have done more than post a tweet. Especially on their current programming. They've had people like Nick Gage on television. And didn't Nick Gage rob a bank? He did. And they, mm -hmm. <laughs> they had people like him they had no problem with this guy doing a match with death match with Jericho. 
And then the the we know that happened with that the pizza cutter thing and and Domino's pizza. <laughs> we know what happened with that. I'm sure there was no backlash for that. <laughs> I but yeah, exactly to your point, Sam. So I'm, I'm sorry I cut you off there. No, yeah, I'm just I I agree with it 100. You know, from what I read from what the tweet, I've I've seen a couple different stories, but the first one had to do with the tweet was supposed to be with his character at the time. That's what his character was supposed to be given off. And again, with rest, people, there are some people who are trying to keep the business alive in regards to kayfabe, right? Some of them do it really well. We're talking MJF. Was it good to do this? Questionable, but there are people like like Effie. Effie actually posted a lot yes. about you know, and ever since, you know, he's he apologized, whether he did it because how he was at the time or he did it because it was part of his character. He apologized and he he's become friends and advocates for a lot of these people. So the fact that the executives won't even look at that. But you know what? It, uh, if you want to if you want to go on a bender, you know, that's like with Disney, you know, canceling James Gunn because of tweets he had like 10 years ago that they like they were supposed to be funny and they were like oh we're being the bigger man and firing him well you knew those tweets existed before you hired him and if you didn't the person who checks your social media should have been fired <laughs> yeah so i think it's a it's just the, the executives at this point you know there's mm. just the good thing is they did record and I was trying to figure out, I'm like, dude, that's going to be a late show. But then again, they're in California. So they had the time. So by the time Dynamite went on the air for us, it's 5 o'clock over there for them. It ends at 7. They can record the Rampage. That brings you to 8. So then you can record a two-hour tribute show. And I think it was two hours. But that's what they did. They recorded a tribute show. They said it's going to be on the Honor Club for free. Everybody's going to be able to have access to it. So... Fuck the execs, but yeah, you know they they did what they could, and that's why it's good that Tony owns Ring of Honor. That's that's something I will give him a pro. As much as we haven't had a lot of it, and yes, he owns AEW, but because Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal, they were able to go and tape. It. They probably could have taped it and thrown it on a streaming service, anyways. But regardless. Yeah, and I, and I agree completely with both of you. Like, I, I nothing. There's nothing I can say that you guys haven't already covered with it. It's just, it's, it's extremely unfortunate and disappointing that they wouldn't allow that to air. Like, it didn't even have to be right after Dynamite. You could have put it on during the weekend at some point. Throw it somewhere that way people could DVR it if they wanted to. Um, because not everybody has the opportunity to stream things. You know, some of us who live in, you know, the middle of nowhere, <laughs> it's a little difficult sometimes to get internet. So who knows? But I don't know. That's just, it's unfortunate. Truly, truly is. Um, but we're going to continue moving forward. Um, something I want to bring up. I don't know if you guys uh, had seen this. So I had recently watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode about XPW. Became very knowledgeable about XPW. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. They were trying to like outdo ECW. It was owned by what? A guy, a porn producer or something like that. They were really trying to be out there. Check it out. 
I just found out that after that episode aired, it was kind of like the B, the uh, Big Japan Wrestle, is it Big Japan Wrestle I'm thinking of? The one that did all the death matches. Mm. Creator of that brought that production, that company back. The owner of XPW, former owner of XPW, just relaunched the company. Um, it says in 2021, but events only started happening last year. Well, it was in the middle of COVID, so that does, that does make sense. Yeah. So, yeah, they had a pay-per-view in 2021, November 7th. Right now, I believe their champion is Brian Cage. Hmm. All right. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, they have a King of the Deathmatch championship. I don't know. I always find it fascinating when stuff like this happens. So I want to bring that out. If anyone has ever seen this... um. The series revived with weekly episode currently on. Oh, it's on Fight TV. Cool. Interesting. But I want to use that also to segue into and use this as a segue into the big article we're going to talk about. Hmm. Both Progress and ICW have ended their relationship with the WWE Network, and I believe they're going to be. Let's see. Da, 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 da. I think they're going to start be putting their stuff on YouTube again, or uh, ICW has ICW on demand. Um, it's interesting. This is interesting, especially when the timeline of where this falls. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Did Evolve get bought out by WWE? Yes, they were bought, so they're not even like they're not a thing anymore. Okay, so the others had like partnerships with the company. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the other British wrestling companies do the same thing. Because from what I've heard, ever since WWE had taken over and did what they did, their scene has been like not great. Right. Ugh. And there's also um, NXT Europe that's going to be coming soon. So it may be a direct competitor so i don't know we will it's very, see. It's very interesting that they're ending the relationship but there could be a bigger reason why that's happening which we'll talk about what kind of bigger reason would that be scott no i don't know maybe oh, a uh i don't know a potential sale of uh wwe which oh. uh yeah oh I you don't say. Wow. Uh, the smell of sarcasm <laughs> in the morning. Is wonderful. this breaking news? Yeah, about two weeks ago it was. <laughs> so obviously by this point, everyone knows the details. But since we haven't been here to give you our thoughts on this, and we really haven't talked about like we've texted back and forth, but sometimes, you know, I get lazy. You guys get lazy. I don't want to text this whole paragraph. We're just going to get it all out there now. Scott, I want to give us, let, let, let's go through the timeline here of everything that we, uh, that we know. So two weeks ago, I'm, I'm sitting there tweeting NXT stuff. And then I start seeing things starting to float on my timeline, talking about potential WWE sale is done. We don't know who the person is that, that bought them. And then this literally was like watching a wildfire just explode. Everybody and their mother had an opinion. 
everybody's sources, you know, the whole trust me, bro. You know, they're all like <laughs> giving their, their 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 thoughts. And I'm at this point, the panic for me, this doesn't happen often for me when it comes to this type of stuff, because I just kind of like, all right, I have I have a few sources that I can go to online and they don't bullshit. They just kind of give it to you straight. Every single one of them was either mum on the whole situation or there's like we're seeing the rumors. We have no confirmation but you never know. And it's like, don't give me that vague tweeting. I don't want to see that shit because that's when the anxiety kicks in because about, and at this point I feel bad for NXT because they're, they're just going doing their thing and everybody's not paying attention at this point. Cause it's all about what this sale potentially could be. The main thing that came out of the night was that they, that the rumors were, it was a done deal that the, that the Saudi group had had bought WWE and then you know the internet in their infinite wisdom immediately started coming out with like new new titles for WWE and new themes and it's just there was talks of like wrestlers are seeing this and they're panicking and they're like I'm going to fucking walk out I'm not going to deal with this bullshit which I completely understand uh it's just it was absolute it was a madhouse on Tuesdays like it was just insane. And then we find out that Stephanie McMahon steps down as co-CEO. Uh, she tried to do that before, but she came back once Vince was gone. Speaking of Vince, he forced his way back onto the board of directors, bringing two people with him. He now is the like executive director of the board. Uh, he doesn't need shareholder um, approval to do anything now. Um because Vince forced himself back on, there are other people that now that are trying to sue him because of his abuse of power, or at least that they're claiming. Um, the one good thing out of this whole nightmare, once things started to settle down, is that Triple H had individual talent meetings with both Raw and SmackDown and said, I am still in control of creative. Vince being on the board is just to see if we can be sold. That's it. So things have kind of slowed down a little bit on that front. Um, and then, unfortunately, what happened with Jay Briscoe this past Tuesday kind of erased the sale stuff for now. So I'm I'm terrified to see what's going to happen next Tuesday because this is just ridiculous. So we're going to I'm going to list off quickly from what we remember. We said Comcast. We said, uh, I think, NBC Universal. Yeah. Um, obviously Tony Khan said that him and his father would look for like a co-investor at that point, just go with Warner media. Yep. Um, the Saudis, the yeah. Saudi, of course, They're in there. They're most in importantly, there. Yeah. Uh, I saw Amazon somewhere in there. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. accurate. I don't know if you mentioned Disney. I think that Disney, of course, that's the big one. Yeah. So there, the, the discussion we've had for a long time, the whole, is he getting ready to sell? Nick Khan is in control. His name is all over the place. He's doing some things that only happen during a sale. We're not going to be sold. Guess what, folks? Yeah. Looks like it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and speaking of Nick Khan, he is now the only, he is the CEO of WWE. Yes. Yep. So I want to, this is what I'm going to start with. If they're going to sell, Cool. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Maybe it's in better hands at that point. Maybe it's not. 
I don't know. Why he doesn't hand it over to his son-in-law and his daughter? Like his father did? Apparently, there were some major issues between Steph and Vince and Vince and Triple H. Nick Khan was actually playing Peacemaker for all of them. Um, mm. The only reason why Steph took the co-CEO job is because Vince left. Um, uh, apparently, both Steph and Vince oppose any sale of WWE. Uh, I don't understand. Honestly, like I've watched wrestling and WWE for over 30 years now more than longer than both of you have been alive and I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing this uh, he's already filthy rich why do you need more money yes I understand you've probably lost a few million because of all your sexcapades and bullshit but I, I want I, uh, I want to ask you two questions because you said something to, you said two things that Almost sounded contradictory, but maybe I misheard you. You said Vince and Stephanie had issues. Yes. And then you said Vince and Stephanie both are against the sale of the company. Did I say Vince? I meant Triple H and, and Stephanie. Okay. Okay. Right. I was like, wait a minute. If I, said, if I said Vince, I was just. No, no, no. I, I was like, I'm like, wait a minute. That, wait, what? Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, that's Sorry. good to know. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that's good information. Um, and where's Nick Khan fall in all this? Because I'm, again, everyone was giving the guy heat. And again, he's the CEO. He's going to make these calls because he's a CEO. He's a businessman. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if they've actually, I, I, I've, if he has, I've missed it, but I don't know if he has a stance on if he wants to sell or not. He's made some comments on a recent podcast on a variety of things. I think he did. He did talk about the sale. He talked about AEW surprisingly um he did mention the sale and you know he the interesting thing about him is that you know as as ceo he's obviously sits on the board of directors for wwe as well what was interesting is that he at first he didn't say this on he didn't say this on the on the air what he said on the air was that he was he was all in favor of of bringing Vince McMahon back as this whatever the chairman of the board or whatever his title is now. He just, just uh, controls everything, essentially. What was interesting is that he was against Vince coming back at first. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, he changes his mind to, yeah, yeah, Vince coming back. Sure, sure, why not? Where... When Vince did return, you know, I think we saw a couple of people, a couple of people on the board get fired. Yep. I think a couple, I, the three people, three, two or three people got fired. Another two or three people like quit. Yep. So I believe there's seven people that sit on the board. No, not actually not seven. Cause I think Stephanie's so Stephanie's gone. <laughs> so yep. it's like six people sit on the board now. And, Suddenly, all six of these people, or five of these people, not including Vince, that sit on the board now, we're all in favor of Vince returning. Yeah. So it's I I'd be really interested to see what those conversations were, and Vince, why Vince just let he staged a coup. That's yeah. that's what he did, and he took he the he took, he took back the company. Yep. 
So, and that's why I, he's getting sued for it too, because people are like, "Nah, you shouldn't be able to do that shit," even though he's the majority, yeah. you know, uh, stockholder and, and whatnot. But like eighty-five percent or something like that. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, it's a huge number. Yeah. So yeah. let's. I know I don't like to do hypotheticals on these shows because I like to kind of keep everyone down and focus on the facts and what is out there. Okay. Realistically speaking, who out of all these options, so I will say it for the three of us for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, I'm going to take the cons out of the equation. They do have more money than Vince, but I think they still would need a partner to get involved. And that sounds like a lot of extra work to buy WWE. Aside from the fact that everyone's like, no, we want to keep the competition. Whether you feel one way or another about the company, that's where wrestling has prospered in recent years. So we're going to take them out of the equation. That leaves us with Disney, the Saudis. Um, I keep saying NBC Universal, but is it Comcast, the parent company of them all? Yes. Yeah. So who out of the op the option of buyers right now? For me, think? yes. For me, I would say Comcast would be the best one only because the WWE network is already on Peacock. Yeah. So it just makes the most sense. Network. Correct. It just makes the most sense. Uh Disney would be interesting. Um I, I'd, I'd wonder to see how many characters we'd see on TV. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just anything, honestly, and, and I'd, I want to say this, and I know it's a little controversial with anybody but the Saudis. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's just, I, I can't. Nobody, I, wants, nobody wants that Saudi deal, even though. <sighs> It's likely, I mean, not, I mean, not, I'm not going to say like, but it's quite likely with the amount of money that is over there. Yeah. The, the biggest kick in the face, and this is, I think, most people's concerns, the way, yeah, they have a lot of human, I mean, they're not China, but like the, the human right, you know, some of the human rights issues, especially with the women's movement. Uh, Vince and Stephanie built their brand on the idea that they pretty much have created women's wrestling and nothing comes... In. Let's ignore the fact that Impact has the best women's division in the on the planet. Let's ignore that. Um, you've built up the idea that you created a women's revolution and now you're going to sell it to a country where they have very strict religious rights concerning women. Yep. You lose your whole women's division. You You're lose done. your female fan base too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it's, and it's not even just how they treat women. It's, it's how they treat a whole, you know, a whole other subsections of people. It's just like, no, it's, I don't care how much money. I don't care if they have more money than God Himself. No, you got to be smarter yeah. than this. You can't do this type of shit. Keep it home. Keep it in the United States, which I know <laughs> U.S. isn't the greatest either at some things too. But hey, at least we try to treat most people correctly. You know, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It just I think that 
Comcast or Disney or hell, even keep it uh, as its own company and let let Triple H run it. If Steph wants to be out, I know she also just had ankle surgery too. I don't know if that was part of the reason she she stepped down or if it was all based on what's been going on between her and her father. I don't know. I can only or, speculate. There is one potential buyer. I mean, I don't know how potential they are, but we have heard some rumblings of Tony Khan's interest. That is true. In buying WWE, which I'll I'll say flat out right now, I think is ridiculous and not going to happen. (laughs) But uh, I mean, who knows? The, The thing I think with that one, and we can go into the hypothetical if they go this route. So the big point is I think the Saudis, Comcast, Disney, Amazon, they have so much revenue and assets and movable cash they don't need a partner. Right. They can go in with themselves and do it. Tony Khan said they'd have to find an investment partner at that point. And again, he, they own the football team that plays out of Wembley stadium. They own the Jacksonville Jaguars who after this season, if they continue playing like this, they might be a higher revenue team. Yep. AEW. And actually, what did I just look up? I just looked up where his father it was like something in like automotive. Yes. Like, it's like he made, he made his money in that business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something in a car. You're just like, what? Cause there's always something. It's like, you know, the guy who created the screw, you know, or somebody who owns a screw company. It sounds so minuscule, but there's thousands of boxes of screws in like Lowe's and home Depot, uh, hundreds but there's still a lot. So they would still need an investor. However, had they gone, they go that route. There is a pro and a, no, no pun intended, a con. (laughs) There's a pro and a con. Obviously then that means Tony Khan would own everything. And we'd be back to a one owner, a monopoly in a sense. Yeah. Granted, he has kept uh, the Ring of Honor situation. We can discuss that day in and day out. What's actually going to happen there? Yep. This might be different, though, in the sense that if they had to get a second investor involved, now Tony can't just be like, I got to get my hands dirty and all this now. The other investor goes, we like what you're doing with AEW, but we want to keep Triple H with creative because that's what's working. We're going to bring him in or we're going to bring somebody else in to handle the creative and handle this company. Yes, it is your, we're 50, 50, but you can't make the executive decisions like that. You need to talk to us. Yeah. needs to go through layers. But I mean, the one good thing about if that were to happen, um, you would have forbidden door matches like shit. The rumbles next week, you could have Kenny Omega show up shock the world and the whole thing you yeah you could have match like you could scott we've talked about dream matches yep. and again we've talked a lot of the people that we've mentioned have all wrestled each other at one point or another in the lower point of their career when they were starting before they went to WWE, before aew before you know they went to japan you know the even Sami Zayn and kevin owens you know, yep. two of who I think are the most talented people on the roster for WWE. 
you know, wrestling some of these other folk. I mean, imagine, you know, what the Usos, who the Usos could wrestle. Imagine the Usos and the Acclaims having a rap battle. Oh, my God. Like throw, throw the new day in there for a triple threat. Just oh the mics God. would just explode. It'd just be the elite in the new day can finally happen. You know, you could talk about you know who the best friends can wrestle. You could talk about Pac getting his due with other WWE talent. You can talk and never mind bringing in, you know, you can have Nakamura come in in AJ Styles in Finn Balor and the other side of things. You'll have FTR being able to have the match they should have had. You can have the Viking Raiders or whatever they're called now. Yeah. Get some yeah. actual, the street pro. We could talk about this all day. Yeah. But I think the forbidden door option and them having a second investor could be beneficial. But aside from that, we're talking monopoly. We want the products to grow and progress and get better. Yeah. So it's not the most ideal. Do you guys want to know the amount of money a potential buyer would be spending to purchase WWE? Shoot. WWE apparently, uh, as of right now, is worth $6.5 billion right now. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and it's this is what dismisses, and, you know, I think what, you know, Tony Khan or even his father, Shad Khan, would dish out the money to purchase WWE because, I mean, if WWE is worth more than half, $6.5 billion, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are worth three point five alone. And I don't know what the football, the football club is worth and all that but probably around that as well so probably both those combined equal, equal what wwe does it's possible I, I i don't know if i don't know if the cons have the cash to buy wwe <laughs> so this is what i'm looking at here so shahid is that how i pronounce his name i hope so i say i say shad Khan. okay yeah he is worth 11.7 .7 billion so right yes. there off the bat and again, it's not a no-name company. It's not a company where you're going to be spending it and going like, damn it, why did I spend that much? That was WWE's profitable one way or another. Even at its worst, mm. they're bringing in cash. Yep. But that's still half of my worth. You know, that's a risk. Is it a, it could pay off. I mean, imagine when I will go back to Disney they purchased Star Wars and Marvel for outrageous amounts of money. And you look at like, why would you do something like that? Star Wars is still questionable. You know, a lot of people still have concerns. <laughs> but if you want to look at Marvel and what Marvel has raked in on movies alone since purchase, mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it was, and that could be his case. He could triple his worth by doing this. However, You know, WWE, obviously, and we've talked about that over and over again, I think is a – how do I word this? I know I'm going to get flagged for saying this. I think they're a better structured company than AEW. They have the offices. They have a whole pyramid on how to get things done. 
currently AEW from our standpoint almost seems this some kind of foundation, but it always goes to Tony Khan. Yep. The buck stops with him. No pun intended. So I think there is, you know, there is I value. have mm-hmm. I have a thought before we uh as we continue through this, I have a thought on possibly, you know, as like you said, Sam, like Disney interested in WWE. Because I believe Disney, I don't remember his exact name, but he just he made he this this CEO of Disney made those deals with Lucasfilm and Marvel Studios and all that. And he I think he just he just came back. Yes. He just came back as Disney's CEO. So it'll if anybody can probably make a deal like this, it's probably him. I don't know if he sees the six point five billion dollar worth in WWE. That might be something that he would have to look into. But what's interesting is that next month, you know, not even a few short weeks, you know, after the Super Bowl, we're gonna see the first we're gonna see the XFL back for the third time. Third and, time's a charm, baby. You know, the Rock and Danny Garcia have a partnership with Disney where all the XFL games will be on ESPN, ESPN2, FX, and all that. So The Rock, with his ties to WWE, you know, there's all these, there's these talks of him appearing in the Royal Rumble, having a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He's probably in contact with WWE right now. And if they're talking about a potential sale, The Rock could probably give some inside information on how they negotiated Disney, uh, how they negotiated about the XFL with Disney. Or, or The Rock with partnership with Disney buys them. If he, if he wants to do that, <laughs> that's that's something he could do. He's, what, the most highly paid actor in the world right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's possible. His net Fair. worth is low compared to everyone else. He's, yeah, I'm saying low, and I'm not going to see this money in my life. $800 million, <laughs> that's his net worth. Only? What? That's a drop in the hat. <laughs> um, but I think if you want somebody, and again, I... Take this as you will. Some, you know, some people have different opinions on this. I think if I was to pick, I think an option of somebody who is passionate, it would be most beneficial with the assistance of somebody of a larger organization. I would probably go with The Rock. Like, I mean. Mm. He went from living in a van down by the river. Um, he, uh, living in a van, <laughs> I had to say it. It was <laughs> uh, van. You know, he became not even you know one of the biggest wrestlers, if not the largest wrestler, to become one of the largest stars in Hollywood. And everything he does, even the XFL, he looks. I don't say this a lot about a lot of CEOs, but like everything he does, he's just passionate about. It's kind of like when you watch. E3, and you see um, not so much Doug Bowser. He's uh, 
I think of Reggie fils when he was the president of Nintendo of America, and every time he'd come out during a presentation, or the, who's the head of Xbox, Phil, Phil Spector? Is that his name? Of, oh, at uh, Xbox? Yeah. Let me I probably let me butchered see. it. Uh, don't have it in front of me. <laughs> Phil Spector. <laughs> it was. Okay. It's a good wrestler name. Right? No, uh, Phil, Phil Spencer. Spencer, close. They're very passionate when they come out. Yes, they have the business knowledge and they have the management experience, but they're very passionate about what they're doing. And I think The Rock would be good like that. Would it take him away from acting a little bit? Eh, guy has more money and time than anyone else. Yeah. Well, The Rock could say, you know who you should stay away from? Those people at Warner Brothers and DC because of all this shit that just happened with me and with Black Adam. And Don't go to them. <laughs> oh, 100%. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Well, and, and also AEW falls under the Warner deal, so I, you know, I don't think they I don't think they want to do that. We'll have the return of Corporate Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of so, possibilities. Oh yeah. This is obviously going to be the wrestling story of the year. Mm. Well, Jay Briscoe in this are the wrestling stories of the year, and we're only in January. If something tops both of these, I will be shocked. Right. If CM Punk returns this year <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> there will be shock. Maybe at the Rumble. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> CM Punk buys WWE. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> Immediately <laughs> just torches it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many hypotheticals. There's so much new. We thought we knew everything too when the Saudi news dropped because it sounded like it was a done deal. We were just waiting for the confirmation. And luckily yeah. something came back. I almost, when I heard a couple chatters online, some people like maybe they dropped, they leaked that to see the response. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible too. <laughs> I mean, that right, is possible, but... If, uh, hypothetically, I, if we did do this, we could see what happens. I, I did not see one positive tweet about that sale. I saw more people going, <laughs> I'm actually going to stop watching, and I was one of them. I've watched WWE pretty much since the beginning, and if that goes through, I'm done. 100%. I would not be yeah. oh, see you on Raw. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. I'm sorry. I can't support, can't support it anymore. I just can't. Just, nope. As a human being, I cannot do it. Sorry. It will give me time to watch Impact. <laughs> it will give me time to watch New Japan stuff. I will not have to worry about dedicating seven hours of my life to WWE product anymore. Yeah. Okay, boys. Um, Don't worry. If something happens this coming Tuesday, the... Something this too coming Tuesday the twenty fourth. Something will happen outside of normal business hours, and we'll be sure to talk about whatever happens on that Tuesday on the next episode. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yep, yep. It's a uh, taboo Tuesday year, everybody. Hey, hey there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for having us back. It is twenty twenty three. We are gonna be. We have loads of new content coming. Don't forget. Royal Rumble is this weekend. We will have our pre-show that will drop on, I don't know, let me say Friday, Saturday. 
just keep an eye out. You'll be good. Uh, if you don't really do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You find myself as the SOB official, Scott at Scotty J Stream, and John is John the Statman. We are on all streaming platforms. If you cannot find us on one, let us know. We'll put ourselves on there on that streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people I ship at studios and above the ring is the podcast of your choosing why well, they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, boys and girls, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.